Here we uncover the traditions that are working for successful parents. For the parents who are ready to do things differently but aren't sure how, go to wandahoward.com and download my free blueprint. It will help you create the difference you've been looking for and enable your kids to be emotionally healthy and confident throughout their lives. Now is the time to start doing things differently. Welcome back, everybody, to the Successful Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Wanda Howard, and today we have with us a very exciting guest. We just were having an amazing conversation right before this podcast started, and her name is Maria Aguirre. And I've been very excited because she has a very unique perspective on leadership. So welcome, Maria. I'm excited to dive in. Thank you for having me. So awesome to be here with you. Yeah. So um, tell everybody a little bit about where you are right now and the uh, the transition that you're making, because it's so cool what you're doing and how you've come about it. Yes. So um, I've been an aviation professional for 27 years, um, mostly in um, operations. So the aspect of uh, manufacturing and maintenance. But um, I have a deep passion for leadership. So I founded Meaningful Leaders. That's my company. And uh, I'm an author. I publish a book on leadership and team building. And right now I'm creating content, weekly content for leaders. Um, I have a blog newsletter. But at the same time, I'm creating a course to help other leaders really um, equip themselves to have the the tools and the human skills necessary to achieve high performance, but at the same time, lead people with um, their hearts and and really keep people front and center. Oh, so good. So what was it about um, aviation that helped unlock this passion and this ability? Well, I've mostly work with um, technical teams my, my entire career. And it's it's a population of the industry that sometimes is undervalued, underappreciated. And I think that is so important to develop their leadership and to um, foster the, the right environment for them to really unlock their greatness and, and not just clocking and clock out and, and, and do things repeatedly um, just because they have to accomplish a job, right? So, um, it's so fulfilling for me when I see, uh, you know, a person that thought their task was to complete A to B to really flourish and, and become a leader and, and really, regardless of their title, lead others and, and take others under their wing, mentor them and develop them into what we do. So to me, that's such a rewarding experience to see that I, I really understood, okay, this, this is what I was born to do. Yeah, I love that. So how long then, um, like how old were you when you realized that you wanted to even go into aviation? Well, um, I was born and raised in Ecuador and our apartment actually faced the back fence of the airport. Um, so I wanted to be a pilot when I was a little girl because oh, I would that's... see the, the, the planes taking off. So I wanted to be a pilot. But in Ecuador, you back then, <laughs> you needed to um, join the Air Force and you needed to be a man. Uh, so women couldn't do that. So the next best thing, I got an opportunity. I moved to the States to work in operations and it's been 27 years, never looked back. I moved here for my career and it's been a fantastic journey. And I really love what I do and, and, and I'm very passionate about it. Um, but from all of it that I've learned in aviation, I think that um, the aspect of continuous improvement that we always apply to in the industry, it's 
trans transcends into your personal development and in your continuous improvement and into your leadership. So that's kind of the connection where it clicked for me. Yeah. And I want to dive in a little deeper to just that uh, confidence that you had when you weren't allowed in your own country to go into aviation to be a pilot because you were a girl. Like you didn't settle. You were like, well, I'm going to do whatever the heck I want. And you went <laughs> and you moved and and you created this amazing business now. So I want to ask, like, what was that experience like for you to to move away from everything and come here? Um, I'm kind of a gypsy in that sense. I love that um, uh, having that opportunity of reinventing myself. Uh -huh. It was um, it was scary. It was terrifying, but the opportunity seemed so amazing and so um, endless that I was willing to take the risk. And I'm not gonna lie, it was scary. I didn't even speak English at the time, but oh, you figure wow. it out. And uh, for a period of time, I had to work two jobs. I work in a restaurant at night to be able to balance things out. But you know, you do what you gotta do. When you have a dream, you pursue it. If not, you can make excuses every day. Yeah, oh, that's so cool. So what what was it then? that you feel your parents did that enabled you to have that kind of a personality? Because a lot of people that would just petrify to the point where they wouldn't even make that step. So what was it as a kid that enabled you to have that kind of a foundation? Um, my mom always said that when, you know, she, she was, she was a true believer that all of us are born with a purpose and in, on purpose, right? Yeah. And um, she always repeated that, you know, I needed to really follow my passion. Obviously for her, my passion was to be a doctor. She was a doctor, <laughs> but that wasn't really my passion. So um, I think that she had this much uh, confidence and so much um, love for, for, for me, not, not me, what I was going to do, me, who I am with, you know, the strengths and weaknesses and limitations and dreams. So that allowed me to, to take a leap of faith and, you know, the yeah. rest is history. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> That's awesome. And so then what, talk us through your journey a little bit. You moved to the States, you have to learn a new language, you're doing a new career. What was that like? Do you have kids at this point? Yes, actually, when I moved here, I had my, my son, my son was a year old. So it was, it was challenging, um, trying to adapt to everything. Uh, we spoke Spanish at home. Um, so we discovered that one another could speak English when he started kindergarten and he was, I found him one day, he was speaking fluently and I was like, oh, you speak English. He looked at me, he's like, oh, you do too. <laughs> so it was a discovery. <laughs> and then my daughter was born, um, here and it was challenging. It was, um, we, we didn't have any family. Uh, so it was challenging, you know, my, my kids were, uh, before school, after school, daycare kind of kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they always had this question when you drop them off in school, like, oh, okay, you drop them off and then you pick them up. What, what's for dinner? I just came from work. <laughs> like, I haven't seen you the whole day. <laughs> I was working. So um, I think that a lot of parents go through that. And it's so easy to feel guilty because you're trying to balance out all the balls in the air, right? And it's, um, it's challenging because we... We want to grow our career. We want to make a name for ourselves. We want to make sure that um, we we add value and we we create something that is is solid and is going to to really uh, be amazing for 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 our customers and these ideas that we have. But at the same time, 
we are the only parents our kids have. So yeah. balancing that out in hindsight, um, I could have done a lot better, but I think we all go through that. And um, it, it was challenging, but we work as a team. And I always raise the kids to be very independent in the sense that everybody had a chores to do and everybody needed to help each other out. It was a yeah. team. <laughs> I love that. One of the most inspiring messages always to me as I do these interviews is just that even though we make mistakes as human beings, as parents, and we wish that we could go back and change it, that those mistakes don't define us, that they don't keep and cripple our family from being amazing relationships and amazing units and teams. So I love, I love that you just went for it and you did your best. Um, So then after, after you have um, your kids and you're now you're a little bit further along, um, what was that like for you as you started to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Excel in your own job. Like, was that, was that a guilty feeling or were you at that point able to understand like the importance of what you were doing and not feel so guilty at home? Um, I think I've always had a level of guilt because um, even though we do the things we do for our family, we, we, we take time. One yeah. thing that I learned with time to prioritize was the quality of time. If I'm, if I'm with my kids, I'm with my kids 100%. And if I'm at work, I will focus um, on what I'm doing. So having that um, quality over quantity help out a little bit. But also it was it was sharing things and educating them in, in, in what it takes to build something, what it takes to um, really engage and grow in something that you're committed to do, right? So um, it, was, it was kind of like a school for them <laughs> uh, on steroids. But, um, you know, we partner up a lot and, and uh, it, was, it was a great experience. Uh, you know, it, it also taught them the value of uh, a job well done and the commitment and, and really being there present with your mm-hmm. family when you're with your family. So it was, it was a balancing act. I think it always has to be. But um, it's, it's always that quality over quantity that matters. I agree. Uh, that's yeah. so good. And so what then, like everybody has their own specific like reason of guilt for it. And it's so interesting to me that no matter um, what industry we're in, what stage of parenting we're in, that guilt seeps in. So what would you say was like the the biggest guilt factor for you um, as you went through that journey? Um, I think it was maybe prioritizing work too much because I was, I was very engaged in the, in the, in the BC and the, in, in the right race, race. You're, you're always running, you know, trying yeah. to excel, particularly because I was, um, you know, aviation is a male dominated industry. So I really had to excel to, to get to the next level. So I, I put, I sacrificed probably that quality of time several times more than I would like to um, remember or admit, but it's, it's something that, uh, you know, I can't take it back. I try to going forward, not only practice uh, a different approach, but also when I mentor younger professionals to remind them of, of that um, particular point in their lives. Yeah. So what would, what would you say looking back now, what would be like the biggest difference? What could have 
what do you wish now for parents who with young kids and balancing act and everything, what do you wish would change in the parenting industry to help that not happen so much? Um, I think that it's very easy to, and, and, and sometimes it's necessary for your own sanity to pass the iPad to your kid and just, you know, let them chill for a bit so we can, we, we can gather our thoughts for a second and cook dinner. But at the same time is, is having that, that going back to the basics of, of that family time, right. And, and, and sharing memories and sharing, you know, how was your day? What did you do? What did you learn? I think we've gone away from that. Um, my daughter now has has two beautiful little girls. And one of the things that I enjoy when I'm with them is like bedtime story, you know, mm-hmm. reading with them and, and really or playing with them. And it's, it doesn't have to be a long period of time, but it's really engaging at their level. Because sometimes we, we think because, you know, kids nowadays are very, you know, advanced, you give a three-year-old an iPhone and they know exactly what to do with it (laughs) more than me, probably. But um, sometimes we forget that they're still kids and they still need that parenting and they still need that discipline and structure. I think it's very easy to allow the world to raise our children when we Mm -hmm. get busy. So um, it's really important because that influence is going to come from somewhere. So it better be from from their parents that have their best interest at heart that really love them in a, in a way that is really unconditional so I, I would say that whenever we're giving that quality over quantity that we remember that they're kids and they still need discipline and structure and love and you know that that safety that that they only get from their parents very true so what yeah. would you say then as as your own mom and you're working with your kids, what was the thing that helped ground you or helped bring you back to that when you felt like you were sacrificing too much quality time with them? Like that's one thing to notice and to wish it was different, but it's a very different thing to be able to give your kids what you want from a place of abundance instead of a place of guilt. So what was it that helped you um, feel fulfilled in that area and stop going through that guilty pattern? Um, it was a bit of a selfish reason. I got burned out. I really went to the extreme that I worked myself to the ground and I needed to recharge. So it was more what I needed from them than Mm -hmm. what they needed from me. Because, you know, as as we, we talked before, I think that when we have kids, it's more for us to learn from them that from our kids to learn from us. So um, yeah. It was it was more of a I need to go back to my core. I need to go back to my center, to my reason for doing everything that I do, which is them, and and really you know back to the basics. Yeah, I love that. I think yeah. that that's so important. And one of the things that I think is so intriguing with this word selfish is we we put it on things that we actually need. We say that it's selfish to work out and it's selfish to take time for ourselves. And it's selfish to um, when we want the time alone and our kids want something else, you know, we, we stack this word selfish on top of the things that we know that we need. And yeah. that was a huge blessing, I'm sure, for you and for your kids yes. that you did that. And so it's it's so intriguing to me that we still, um, yeah. as a society, we still stack this was selfish when ultimately that was, that was a beautiful gift 
that you yeah. were able to give to your family. No, and, and, and you're absolutely right because, you know, and, and I will be the first one because of my own experience um, in, in my career and, and in, in leadership and what I, what I preach to other leaders is you cannot pour from an, an empty cup. You need to fill your cup. And sometimes your cup to be filled doesn't necessarily involve, involve you know, time with your children. Sometimes it just requires time alone. Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. And, and just, you know, reading a book or having an adult conversation with, with another human being. So um, it's it's important to balance that out. And you're absolutely right. Is is not selfish. Is you take care of yourself. Is I always use this analogy of because I'm in aviation probably, but um, this analogy of how you know when the um, flight attendant is giving you the safety briefing before a flight, they always tell you to put your mask on in case of an emergency before you put um, or, or assist anyone else. You put that mask on your kid or, or, or somebody else. So it's so important to put the mask on first uh-huh. <laughs> and, and then be able to, from a place of abundance, like you said, give to the people we love and the people we serve in our businesses as well. Yeah. So what would you say um, that your like biggest um, success or the thing that you're most thrilled that you were able to pass on to your kids? What would be that like, just very proud mama moment that you're able to pass on to your kids? Um, I'm biased about my kids, as I'm sure every mom is. But it's great when I receive feedback from from other people, particularly now that my kids are professionals and and, and I hear feedback about how um, kind they are and how ethical they are. I think that when you have your um, vision of success aligned with your core values, those things are very um, easy to spot. And um, I would say that that's the that's the thing that makes me the most proud um, about you know well you did something I pat myself in the back and went in those moments and I said okay you did something right <laughs> so those things normally because um, leadership is bo- both taught and caught right mm-hmm. we we can tell tell somebody so many things about what needs to what is right and how they they need to do things but at the same time they're catching what's in their environment so they caught some good things <laughs> so that makes me very proud oh i love that and so what would you say was the biggest key factor or the biggest um moment in your life that helped you keep going when things were hard like what was that rock that held on for for you that you would be able to share with our listeners that could help them too um, I think that it's, it's very easy to give up. It's very easy to, to quit, but nothing worth having is going to be easy. So it, it's really past that stage in which you feel defeated or exhausted or burned out. And you say, okay, there's gotta be something on the other side, right? I, I've done hard things before and remembering that because it's, we, we tend to fly by the things that we accomplish, right? and and really not going back and reflecting on them so um just the fact that i was as you mentioned earlier moving from another country completely not knowing the language i've done hard things i can do hard things it's within me it's in my dna and um leadership starts at home i'm somebody's role model before anything else before any other things they're 
there were two tiny humans at some point, now adults, that look after me, uh, look after after what I was doing, and and, and took that as as the 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 compass to follow. Yeah. So I couldn't let them down. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so was there was there any kind of daily routine or daily thing that you did to help you hold on to that rock of I have done hard things and I can continue to do them? What helped you continually remember that? Um. My faith is very important to me. So um, I think that I went from carrying the way of the world into surrender effort. It's yeah. it's really understanding that I, I, I can do hard things and I can do difficult things, but there's always a power that is beyond me, that is stronger than me, that will sustain me throughout yeah. those moments. I love that. Well, thank you so much. And this has been such an amazing interview. And I'm thank excited you. for what you're doing for um, leaders and being able to take leadership and have it be a connection instead of just a, a draining source in their life, I think is going to help so many people. So for those who want to find out more about what you're doing, can you give us a little bit more description on what's going on, if it's good, how they can know if it's a good fit for them and where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. And, and and thank you for having me again. It's I've enjoyed so much our conversation and, and I love what you do in the, this podcast because I think that it's so important to talk about the connection between our families and our businesses. So thank you for what you do. I really, really enjoy your podcast and, and I'm honored to be here. And I can be found at MeaningfulLeaders.com. Uh, my book is um, titled The Square Peg Leader Delusion and it's available on Amazon. And it really is um, kind of like the idea of um, how a square and a circle, despite being a geometrical, ge geometrical figures, not necessarily fit together. Same with a team and a leader. They don't necessarily have to fit together. <laughs> and um, so um, I'm also on LinkedIn uh, under my name and uh, on Instagram under uh, Meaningful Leaders. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And everybody listening, definitely go and check out those links. And make sure that if you're needing help inside of your team to go check out Maria because she has some amazing resources. So we'll see you all next time. And thank you again for coming. Thank you. Thank you again for being a part of our podcast family and for the difference you are making right now in the world and in the walls of your own home. If you're wanting to support parents everywhere, you can do that by leaving a rate and review. This helps so many find connection and answers they are searching for. Also, don't forget to go to WandaHoward.com and get your own free parenting blueprint. I love you all and we will see you next time.